0: All right, all right. Is everybody in their place? Good. Class is about to begin. Welcome to Side Business School, the podcast that's dedicated to helping busy people just like you start and grow a meaningful and profitable side business. All right, class, let's get started. Hey, thanks for joining me on this episode of the Side Business School Podcast. I'm your host, Justin Gentry, and it is my goal to help you start and grow a meaningful and profitable side business. And the way that we're going to approach that today is we're gonna discuss how to choose a great business idea. So here's our quotation for for the day. It's from Paul Harris. He was a lawyer and the founder of the Rotary Club. He said, ideas have unhinged the gates of empires. Let me say that again. Ideas have unhinged the gates of empires. Think about that for a moment. Ideas have power. They can build or they can tear down. And in this episode, we're going to talk about how you can choose a great idea to build your business. Because believe it or not, some people struggle with this. For some people, it is a real struggle. How do I know it's a great business idea? How do I choose this idea over that idea? How do I know my ideas have value? It can get discouraging. And if you're one of those people listening today, I think today's episode is going to help and you're going to get some of your questions answered. In fact, even in an earlier episode, I talked about how to know if an idea is good so you could look through the past episodes and listen to that as well. But usually the best ideas are right at our fingertips. They're right there. They're right there. It's like the old story of the acres of diamonds, which I'll share with you sometime, where a farmer, he sold his land, went on the search to find diamonds, and yet they were on his farm the whole time. All right. And usually our ideas are right in front of us. So how can you choose a great business idea? Well, I have three ways to help. So let's jump right into it, shall we? All right, number one, express your passion. One way to choose a great idea is to look at your passions. What are you passionate about? And I know that we hear a lot about passion today, and I think that it's a good idea. It's a good thing. I mean... There have been decades and decades where we have ignored passion, especially during the industrial age. And now in the informational age, it's made a resurgence, this idea of passion being important. And I think you should consider what your passions are. But I also want to point out that not all passions should be or could be a business. Now, we need to be realistic about that. And we need to be also creative about that because there's some passions that you may have that are hobbies that are amazing that you truly can turn into a profitable business. But some passions should remain simply as hobbies. I think that there's something about having a hobby or a passion that's just enjoyable for recreation that helps life to be more fulfilling, more enjoyable, and it just does so much for for the soul to have something that you can enjoy, something that enriches Life, and it allows you to escape the normalness of everyday life. And I think it's Elizabeth Gilbert. I'm not quite sure, but she's a famous author, and she's become worldwide known as an author and and yet she keeps her day job. Here she is, this famous author, and she she works during the day, and she keeps her writing as her passion and decided not to turn it into her main source of income. She did not want to turn it into her main business because she didn't want to put that kind of pressure on her passion. I applaud her for that because it's true. Sometimes when you start taking a passion and all of a sudden you're applying this pressure to it that it now has to become something it was never before, now it has to become your bread and butter and not just something to enjoy, it can diminish your desire for it. So you have to be able to discern if that passion is something that you should move forward with as a business. However, there are those who have a passion and that's what they do. They move forward with it. That's what they offer the world, the passion that they have for this particular area of service or this particular skill or ability. Uh, passion can be powerful in business. In fact, people love to do business with people who are passionate about what they do. You need to consider where your passions lie, where they should stay, where they should grow and Decide, hey, is this something, this hobby that I've had for years, should I turn this into a side business or will it diminish my desire for it? That's an important question to, to answer. Now, some of the most famous people that you've ever heard of have had been people who've been driven by their passion for something. And it doesn't have to be necessarily this world-changing passion. And if it is, that's wonderful. And if it isn't, that's wonderful. Maybe you'll be the next Billy Graham and your passion is to spread the good news across the world. Or maybe your passion is something that's more localized and specific, like camping You know, you have a a passion for camping and you uh, have always had that passion and you know the ins and the outs and you can share that passion with others and you can package that passion and turn it into an ideal business. Maybe you're passionate about homeschooling. Homeschooling is the rage, right? It's had to be for the last few years and we're seeing a resurgence in homeschooling because of that. And those that are now getting into it, they're leaning more and more on those who have been doing it for the last 5, 10, 20 plus years. They're, They're wanting to learn how do you actually do this? How do you organize your day? How do you plan your activities? And it's something, if you're extremely passionate about, that you can make an impact with you can make an income with and help bring families together around this idea of homeschooling. So if you want to choose a great idea, you may want to start by expressing your passion in the form of a business. All right, number two, explore your interests. Now, I love this one. Because some people have a difficult time nailing down a passion and it can be discouraging because they sit and they hear and everybody has their idea or their passion and they're taking it to the world with their book or with their YouTube channel or with their podcast and and then they're telling you to follow your passion and they're going, man, I don't know what my passion is. Scratching my head here, trying to figure out what is my passion? What is it that is going to light me up and fire me up? Because everybody's different. Everybody's different. So, that message, hey, follow your passion, does not resonate with everyone. And that's why I love to tell people, hey, it's okay. Just explore your interests. And It's just another way for you to explore who you are, what you enjoy, what you like, and there's absolutely nothing wrong if you cannot pinpoint a passion at this time in your life. And it's important to frame it this way and to look at these other ways to develop great ideas. Not everybody wakes up in the morning and they know exactly what their passion is for the rest of their lives. You know, there was a time in my life when I thought that way. I thought I knew what it was, and then it changed. I changed. And it's okay to explore your interest. In fact, it's exciting, and I've enjoyed it. And you don't have to uh, find your passion, it may be something that is developed over time, something that is discovered. Over time. So frame it in a way as hey, I'm just going to explore my interest. So ask yourself some questions. What are you interested in? What kind of books do you like to read? What kind of podcasts do you like to listen to? Like, what are the majority of the topics that you're drawn to? Where are the places that you like to go? Who are the people that you like to be with? Take some time and be self-aware and think about how God has designed you and what you are drawn to and what are some of those interests. Write them down. Keep a log and continue to explore. I think it was Ken Coleman that came up with this idea. He said something along the lines of, to consider your favorite superhero. Who is it that you are drawn to as a superhero? You know, who's your favorite? Uh, Why are they your favorite? What are their skills or abilities or the cool gadgets they have that make you interested in them? What makes it possible for you to identify with that superhero? Is there any insight there? I think that's a fun way to look at it. That's a unique way to say, hey, what if I looked at myself through the lens of a superhero? If I was a superhero, who would I be? Travel back to your childhood. That's another way. What were the things that you used to like to do when you were a child? You know, before you, before you got... To be an adult and a parent and a spouse, and you had to do this adult thing before you got there. What did you like to do when you were five? What did you like to do when you were eight? What did you like to do when you were thirteen and you had didn't have a care in the world? What were your interests? You know, for me, I I could just take a pencil and a piece of paper. And I could just spend hours drawing. I would spend hours drawing. Or I would spend hours just climbing a tree and sitting in a tree. And and now nobody's going to take that and turn it into a business unless you're going to cut down trees for a living. There's an idea. But this can give you insight into who you are. Try not to forget what your interests have been even all the way back as a child. There might be something there that's dormant. And maybe it's been dormant for 20 years, 30 years, 40 years. There is nothing wrong with breathing new life into that interest. So go back and explore the past. And what is it that made you feel alive when you were a kid? And you may get some insight that way. And when you think back through the years, there might be something that strikes a chord within your heart. And you may just think, that's it. I'm going to explore it. And that's all you have to do. That's all you have to do is explore your interest. In fact, I kind of feel like I'm a mix between a lot of these because, and a lot of people are. Because I have many passions, and I have many interests, and they develop constantly. And for some of us, we have to actually nail down something and try to stay focused. We have to stay committed at one thing at a time. There was a season in my life when I was devoted to just vocational ministry. You've heard me talk about that. There was a season when I was devoted to growing an Amazon and eBay business. You heard me talk about that in the past. There was a time when I spent all of my time doing graphic design as a freelancer. I explored these different areas. And what does that do? That doesn't put you at a disadvantage. That puts you at a greater advantage. It gives you a lot more experience than the average individual, and it can prepare you for greater success in the next endeavor. Before we continue, I want to let you know about an upcoming event that can provide you with a tremendous amount of resources for your side business. It's called BC Stack. So each year, Dan and Rachel Morris from Blogging Concentrated, this is the eighth year, I believe, they bring together several contributors, something like 40 different experts that provide just a ton of resources and value for entrepreneurs just like you. And this is a great resource for somebody who is starting and growing a side business. I buy it, and in fact, there's many big names that are providing resources in this bundle. You know, you got Dan Miller, you got uh, Neil Napier, you've Nick Loper, and even yours truly, I'm going to be a part of it. I'll have a course available in there called The 10-Hour Business that will help you find the time to build your side business and focus on what really matters so you can gain traction. So this is going to take place June 13th through June 19th. It'll be available for one week. You'll pay the $47 fee and then you'll have access to all of these resources and you just go through and you pick and choose what you want. It's really cool. And uh, once it's live, I'll make sure to let you know and you can pick up that bundle at sidebusinessschool.com. All right, let's move on to number three, explain your expertise. So maybe you don't put yourself in the passion camp and maybe you don't put yourself in the interest camp, but maybe you're somebody that has expertise that others could learn from. And again, you know, there's a blend of all of these. I mean, you could have a blend of all three. But what we're talking about here is looking for a great business idea. We're holistic individuals, so a lot of these things are going to overlap. But when it comes to launching and growing your business, your golden egg is your expertise. What is it that you're an expert at? What is it that I can come to you for help with? What is it that you know so well that you can talk about it for an hour with no problem? And the average person can't. Many of us experience what they call the curse of knowledge. That is, we have extensive knowledge or more knowledge in a particular area than most people. And to us, it just seems like it's common. It just seems normal, right? Like, oh, take this for an example, like standing in front of a microphone and and producing a podcast, that's a skill, that's an ability that many people have. And it's easy to take it for granted, but some people don't know how to do that. So take inventory of what you know and ask yourself, what is it that, you know that somebody else would like to learn. It was a couple of years ago. I went to the local library. There was a painter that was given a class, and uh, I I don't remember what the fee was, but we paid a fee. It was it was my son and I, and we went and we painted an eagle, and we just had a great time, and and uh, it was somebody just sharing something that. He had an expertise in, in painting and he was sharing it with a class. And he was doing it all over the place. He was holding these workshops every week all over. What kind of expertise do you have? I think about IT work. You know, recently we had somebody come out to the office and do some IT work and some networking personally. That's something I know nothing about. I mean, I might be able to find a network on my computer, but hooking it up, making it work, and all of the the technical knowledge, I don't have any of that. But this gentleman did, and he came out, and he, he was able to take care of it quickly. And he had this expertise, and he was able to use that to add to his income to meet his family's needs so to him this IT work computer networking and so forth is just common knowledge but to a guy like me it's just an expertise that i highly value and we pay for it because we need that so what is your expertise perhaps you have a specialized knowledge or experience or training or credentials that you've taken for granted that you could use to build your business. Right now, we're outsourcing some of our design work to free up some time, and we needed somebody that specifically needed to know how to work with Figma, which is a design software. And so we looked for a designer with that kind of expertise so that we could get the best product and service. And to her, it's just what she does. It's just what she knows. It's her expertise. And she's getting paid well for her designs. What may be common knowledge to her is specialized and extremely valuable to us. So what is it that maybe you're taking for granted that somebody else could really use. Now, I want to take a second. and I want to talk about the homemaker for a minute because I've seen this happen and I've talked to folks. What happens when mom stays home all of these years and then all of a sudden she wants to start a business or she wants to get into the marketplace and she's thinking, what kind of skills do I have? What kind of expertise do I have? my stars, what kind of expertise don't you have? I mean, think about it. And I know a lot of you are working full-time jobs and you have a career. You may not be a homemaker, but maybe maybe you are. And you're asking yourself and you're like, man, what expertise would I have? But think about the organizational skills that you have that somebody else needs. I mean, You are a master at organizing, perhaps. Or maybe you love baking and you have these baking skills that people would love to learn. And maybe people would love to eat. (laughs) So you have skills that are extremely valuable. Uh, Again, I brought up this earlier, uh, homeschooling. maybe. You have the skills working with certain curriculums. You know how to explain them. You know how to help people facilitate that for other parents. You have to be good with productivity and management. And the list just goes on and on and on. A homemaker, the expertise that you have, the list is a mile long. You just have to be willing to look at it from the right perspective. So which area are you an expert in? Now, you don't have to be Bill Gates. You don't have to be Steve Jobs. But what is it you know more of than somebody else? You know, you remember that uh, story about, uh, I forget the gentleman's name. Uh, they made the movie out of it, Catch Me If You Can. <laughs> and, and they asked him, when he was uh, acting as a teacher, teaching a class, I think, it was a, I think it was a psychology class, they asked him, hey, how did you do that? I mean, you, you never studied psychology. How, how were you able to teach the class? You know what his answer was? I just stayed one page ahead. I just stayed one page ahead. So, what is it that you know more of than somebody else that you can use and you can continue to grow in yourself and become the expert that somebody needs? All right. So, where can you get a great business idea? Number one, express your passion. Number two, Explore your interests. And number three, explain your expertise. If you are willing to look at those three different areas, you're going to find a great business idea and probably several. So you might have to be like me and you might have to to put a stake in the ground and say, I'm going to stick with this one for a while. But remember our quotation for the day. Ideas have unhinged the gates of empires. Your ideas are powerful. Now is just time to put them to work. So use your idea not to tear down, but use it to build something great. Something that is great for you, your clients your customers for your family and for your future well that's what i had for you today and class is dismissed thanks for joining me today if you would go ahead and leave the podcast a review i would appreciate that so much it helps the podcast get noticed by others helps it grow and lets them know it has value so i would appreciate that And until next week, take care.